is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. If you still draft quarterbacks in round one, we're here to help. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, it begins. Position previews, we start with quarterbacks. Guys, don't stress out over quarterbacks. This is an easy position. Stress-free position, right? Yeah. yeah. Easiest position to pick. Yeah. Ah, I feel the stress just melting away. I'm relaxed. Good. I'm like in a spa. Oh, okay. In a robe. Easy like Sunday morning. Gross. I've got that cu- slices of cucumbers over my eyes and some mud all over my face. All right, interesting interesting visual, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to start with a question for you. We're going to go through average draft position, current average draft position on Fantasy Pros, see what's good value, what's bad value, look at uh, which quarterbacks have tough schedules, what you should expect from a top 12 quarterback. We'll talk four-point per passing touchdown, six-point per passing touchdown, PPR, two quarterback leagues, 10 teams, 14 teams. How does your strategy change? But first... This question, how many quarterbacks do you feel are okay as your fantasy starter? 20. Many. I'm fine with 18. I've got 17. Okay. All right. That's a good start right there. That means that you can be the last person to take a quarterback and still feel okay about it. That Unless being, you're in a two-quarterback league, Adam. Well, yes. We'll get to that. That'll Super be separate. Flex league's very different. We're doing a two-quarterback league uh, draft actually today, so we can talk about it on tomorrow's show. Um, but what is your general strategy if you wanted to say, what, Heath, are we not doing a two-quarterback league draft today? I, no. It's very possible that we are. We I are. was not aware of it we, if we, we are. are. It's happening. Yeah. It is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Great. Jamie, is Heath in the in the draft? Yep. Come on, is Heath. Two quarterbacks? Two QB league at two o'clock. All right. Step it up. Great. Can't wait. General piece of advice for people. How do I draft quarterbacks? What would you say? Wait. When it feels like you're stealing a quarterback from the rest of your league, that's when the time is right. For all of your leagues, these two things are probably correct. If you happen to be in a league where everyone else is assimilated and no one's taking quarterback early, then don't be afraid to just take one of the good ones in the fourth or fifth round. But that's that's stealing because yeah, you're talking about one of the great ones. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. These are guys that theoretically are going to get you not 20 points a week, but 25 up, maybe even 30, maybe even 40. These guys are so good. And if you're getting that type of value in round four or five, then you're kicking back in a chair wearing a robe with cucumber slices over your eyes. Right, but the, the counter to that would be every year there's going to be one, two, three guys that don't necessarily produce at that level, but they're not far off. Like Kirk Cousins last year was the fifth best quarterback, and he was going almost undrafted in some leagues because nobody thought what he did two years ago could be replicated. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because while Kirk Cousins was the fifth best quarterback last year, he was not even close to Rodgers, Breeze, and Ryan. So and and Brady. Okay, but okay, so Ryan would be the example then. Yeah, Ryan Ryan would be the ultimate example. Yeah. Um, I I I do feel like we've been telling. People to wait on quarterback for years, and it's kind of cliche now. This is something we've been advocating for a long, long time, way before it was cliche. I do feel like I'm pretty willing to take Aaron Rodgers in the third round this year. This guy is as as steady as it gets. I know he was number seven or number eight quarterback two years ago when Jordy Nelson got hurt, so there's always a risk. If Jordy Nelson got hurt again this year, I would expect Rodgers to have a better year than he had two seasons ago. But are you willing to take him at 18 overall? No. No. That's the ADP. 
but you're willing to take Brady at 25 overall. No, I'm not. I'm willing to, I'm willing to consider Rodgers at 25 overall. And, and Are my, you willing to take Breeze at 40 overall? Maybe. My, my overall philosophy on quarterback though, and I want to know if you guys are feeling the same way, has changed a little bit. I feel like, you know, you say there's 17, 18, 20 quarterbacks that are worth starting, and I don't disagree, but I do feel like there's maybe 15 of them that are all kind of the same. And the elite ones are really a lot better. It's kind of like tight end, only instead of, you know, with tight end, when you have Gronkowski and whatnot, you don't have that many guys that you want to start. Like, it, it, it's deeper than that. But there's still, I think, is a really big difference between Aaron Rodgers and probably Tom Brady. And, you know, then there's another tier and then everyone else. So I, I I'm st- – I know we say wait on quarterback. I might be a little bit more willing than you guys to go with to go with one of the true studs early. Format I, matters tremendously. Because ten team leagues, we had our ten team draft. I took Rodgers in the third round. I, I think in the history of our podcast, it was uh, something I got a lot of feedback on. You took a quarterback in the third round, <laughs> first one off the board. I never do that. Um, so ten team leagues, you could recover a little bit more to get better talent later in the draft. 12-team, it kind of toes the line a little bit. 14, 16-team leagues, it depends on how you want to approach it. So size of your league is 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 crucial to this, and, and also four points versus six points. Mm-hmm. Also true. Yeah. Go ahead, Heath. To your point that so many of these guys are like the same guy, I've tried for the first time this year to come up with some sort of semi-projection expectation. And yesterday when the Bills signed Anquan Bolden, I thought, you know, that might be worth one extra touchdown to Tyrod Taylor. He's got, be a, they'll be a little bit better in the red zone throwing the ball. One touchdown moved him from 15th to 8th because there's six <laughs> fantasy points expected difference between those two spots in quarterback. Do you know how much higher he would have gone last year if you gave him an extra touchdown? He he finishes the number 16 fantasy quarterback In 14 year. games? Right. So if you give him one more touchdown, do you want to know what he'd finish as? 13. 16. 16. Not enough to move up even one spot. Now, it's different when you get to – that pack that you're talking about, Heath, where there's this, and Adam too, that glut of quarterbacks. Russell Wilson finished with 298 fantasy points, and we had Tom Brady finished with 307. Remember, Brady missed four games. There are two, three, four, five, six quarterbacks within that span of nine points. So if Tyrod Taylor gets three more touchdowns, now we're talking about a humongous job. Or just plays two more games. Or Perfect. That's probably a lot better. His numbers, I, I gave this to Adam last night. Uh, his numbers with a healthy Sammy Watkins. What was it, Adam? Uh, give me just one second. 20, I think it was 21.4 fantasy points per game. Okay, with Watkins' last five games of last year, 21.5 uh, points per game. That was just coming back from the eight games that he missed. And that would have made Tyrod Taylor the number seven quarterback in fantasy over 16 games. And then in 2015... Sammy Watkins, last six games of the year with Watkins on fire, Tyrod Taylor averaged 24.5 fantasy points per game. Well, I didn't actually move him all the way up to eighth because there's some injury risk with him and Sammy Watkins both. No. <laughs> but I did move him into my top 12. He's in my top 12 too. I totally agree. Yeah, four points for passing touchdowns, he's in my top 10. Look, Phillip Rivers, for example, has been a top 12 quarterback four years in a row. Okay, Eli Manning was number seven, number eight, two years in a row before he plummeted to number 19 last year. You know, for me, my, I'm not opposed to taking an elite guy, but really when you're, if you really want to win the position, you got to find that breakout guy or that bounce back guy like Matt Ryan 
um, like Cam Newton a couple of years ago. You got to find that guy that's going to join the elite this year. Maybe he's been there before, maybe he hasn't, and we're going to certainly help you find that player. But it is a deep position. There are a lot of players that are that you could stream a little bit. Uh, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the format because I. In a four-point per passing touchdown league, yeah, I don't know. I'll take Rodgers early, but probably an extra round. In a four-point per passing touchdown league, that's also PPR. Remember, we talked about this last week. Dave got Andrew Luck like in the 90s in that draft. 97th overall. Yeah, so quarterbacks are much less valuable in PPR. Four. You also have to keep in mind, though, with the four points per passing touchdown, what the penalty is for interceptions. Sure. Because for the leagues that still keep it at minus two, it's disastrous. Yeah. Minus if you one don't have a guy that runs. Yeah. All right, cool. So I just wanted to bring up one other thing. With the fact that all these guys are, are, are very similar, a lot of these guys are very similar, do you look at schedule? Because I, I never really did this before, but I see like Dak Prescott's first five, six, first six weeks are just awful. Giants at Denver, at Arizona, the Rams could be much improved. Green Bay, that could be good. And then a bye. It's pretty good after that, but he's got a bad schedule. Roethlisberger, three of his first four games are on the road, and Minnesota at home is the, is the one home game. Phillip Rivers, I mean, all the way, like the first eight games, he's got, I don't know, maybe two matchups where you're going to feel good about him, maybe three. Uh, Stafford's got a brutal start to the schedule. Does that matter to you guys? Because it might matter to me. Yeah, It's startability. Right. You, I don't know that people look at that, though, when they draft. They should, because... That could be the tiebreaker between Dak Prescott and Phillip Rivers. Am, am I really going to feel comfortable starting Dak when he's got this tough slate at the beginning of the year? Well, you bad example because Rivers has Rivers doesn't game. have a good slate either. But there are between some the two, ones. who's worse? What if those are Dak's your two worse. choices? Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the better example Tyron. would be Carson Palmer because Carson Palmer's got a much better schedule to begin the season with. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Heath. Yeah, if those are your two choices. Just take Tyrod. Oh, take Tyrod. I, I just want people to keep it in mind. Uh, it's not gonna. It, it, schedules are tough to predict, you know. Injuries happen on defenses, but please look at your your quarterback schedules when you are making your draft picks. There are a lot of news and notes. We're gonna get to those tomorrow when we take a break from the position preview. But we'll talk about Quincy Anunwa, who's out for the season. We'll see if Brandon Albert has a team. We'll update you on which quarterbacks are starting: Tom Savage, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon in the first preseason game. Jimmy Graham's feeling good. Cooper Cup is having a good camp for the Rams. Eddie Lacy's slimming down. He met his weight goal. And we'll have some more notes for you. That'll be coming up tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Last year was a down year for quarterbacks, guys. Um, the number 12 quarterback last year scored only 318 fantasy points. That's 30 points fewer than the year before. Are we expecting uh, good things this year? Big, big pass production, you know, back to 2015 form? I think you should expect that every year moving forward, but... Until the NFL be... changes their rules back to what they were. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there That's was a higher... They're never going back to no, those rules. No way. Not with the injury situations. And not with the success of how many more points are being scored. It makes the game more exciting when teams pass so much. I feel like there was a higher percentage of the top performing quarterbacks that didn't play 16 games last year. Might have had something to do with it. It's possible. Yeah, because it's not as down of a year if Brady plays 16 games and you've got it gets just a little bit more top-heavy. If Tyrod Taylor moves up into the top 12, that bumps that number down just a little bit more. Well, Mariota. Mariota was like Mariota. one touchdown away from being the number seven quarterback in fantasy, or maybe a slightly more than one touchdown away. But he missed a game, and Derek Carr missed a game at the end of the year. So, yeah, it, it did happen. I asked you about your general quarterback strategy, and and obviously, you know, it's deep. 
But is there a certain time in the draft that you guys have found yourself looking at quarterbacks or maybe a certain tier that you've been targeting more often than not? I, uh, I'm a big, big fan of Kirk Cousins and of Jameis Winston this year. Jameis, you can get so late. It's crazy. He's falling. He's falling. It's going to change starting tonight. The minute people start rocks, to watch hard, hard knocks, knocks, they're going to see, unless Jameis stinks. On it, hard it, knocks. it, but. Like if his passes it's, are that, off, that's that's going to be really... more in in the preseason games that they show than the practice times that practices that they show mm-hmm. because there may be one bad practice that they highlight. I was listening actually to the director talk on a radio interview last night, and they 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 may show that, but like he he said like he's such a uh, spark of this whole team and that he's you know one of the big storylines they're highlighting is him taking this leadership role in his third year. I mean, that's just going to push his, his, I don't know, his, if his draft overall number goes up, but the order of the quarterbacks will shuffle a bit because when you get to Mariota, Cousins, Jameis, and Roethlisberger, I think are the four guys I looked at yesterday, they're all going like between 82 and 89. Mm-hmm. So that, that order may shuffle a little bit. Those are four quarterbacks I'd love to have. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but again, format changes because I think you, you got to downgrade Roethlisberger in four points for passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. and maybe Cousins too. Well, what about Winston? I mean, Winston doesn't really rush. Cousins has uh, <laughs> well, nine Cus- rushing w- touchdowns in his last two Win- years. Winston two years ago led the NFL in rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks. So last year was was a different situation. Okay, he doesn't rush for a lot of yards though, right? Right, he doesn't run the ball a lot. It's just whether they they have. What I'm more worried about with Winston and something that kind of stuck out to me when I started looking at him is the way that he got his passing volume last year. Those first three games of the year, he threw like 140 passes, had two games with over 50 attempts, and he also threw eight interceptions in those, or six interceptions in those first three games. Mm-hmm. From that point forward, he averaged 32, 33 pass attempts a game. If he does that, it's going to be tough for him to take a big leap with 520 pass attempts. Do you see them doing that even with all the additions they've made to the passing game this offseason? I think it depends on how he starts the year. If he is more cautious with the football and makes better decisions, if he's throwing two to three interceptions a game, then no. Yeah, then they've got to give him the Bortles treatment. It's true. Yeah. But it's fair. They also give him his best weapons, gave him his best weapons that he's had in his young career. Right. And that's kind of who he is, though. I mean, that's what he was when he won the Heisman. He was a little turnover prone. Remember, they were always in these second half comeback situations. And just talking to, you know, Dirk Cutter from the owners meetings and just, you know, seeing what has happened with his team since, they are putting more on him. And so it's, it's not like Jacksonville where they're taking away from Bortles. They're putting more on him. Now, Jacquez Rogers, Doug Martin, Jeremy McNichols, whatever the running back, you know, you, you think Charles Sims, they get them going on a, on a great situation running the ball. Defense should be much improved, you know, as we started to see toward the second half last year, which is a part of it also, why his pass attempts came down. Then maybe he's not going to be that guy. The, 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 the guy I struggle with the most comparison, comparing the two is Mariota and Winston because offense for Mariota doesn't necessarily shape up to be, let's throw the ball all over the place. He's more efficient than Jameis. Right. But Jameis has the ability, I think, to get the opportunity to be a little bit more of a gunslinger. I don't know if Mariota gets that. But I like them both a lot. I just don't know if like fantasy point ceiling, I think Jameis has the higher ceiling. Yeah. This is year three for both Mariota and Jameis Winston. They're going to be compared forever. And Andrew Luck, year three, was when he became the number one quarterback in fantasy with 4,700 yards and 40 touchdowns. 
not, not saying that's going to happen, but you know, these were the numbers one and two picks overall in the NFL draft, and and there, definitely a lot of people were going to like Mariota and Mariota and Winston. Mariota had a really good year last year. I mean, his his numbers are great. His schedule's tough to start. I mean, week one against Oakland shouldn't be that bad, but at Jacksonville, Seattle, at Houston, it gets pretty easy after that. It gets pretty favorable after that for Mariota. All right, we'll we'll get into that when we talk ADP. Four point per passing touchdown leagues versus six points. We touched on this. It makes a pretty big difference, or or what? It really elevates the running quarterbacks and the low volume passing quarterbacks like Dak and Mariota, and it it really hurts those guys that don't do anything with their legs. And PPR leagues again will will downgrade and prioritize other positions. I mean, like if you're in like a three receiver PPR league, you're going to get great value on quarterback. Just going to happen. Right. I, yeah, I don't know that there's so much to say there. Just know your format, know your scoring, and and so obviously quarterbacks are taken later when they're less valuable. Ten team leagues. Jamie talked about it. That's when he took Aaron Rodgers. You guys, can we sum it up and say shallower leagues more likely to take an elite quarterback? Deeper leagues, this is when you're more likely to wait. Yep. For okay. me, it is. And then the tough one. What about two quarterback leagues and super flex leagues? What do you do in those situations? Well, it, it's interesting because Heath is, uh, I believe I just did, Heath picks eighth. So you're kind of, I think, at the mercy of what happens in front of you as, as most situations you pick at the back end. Um, Dave picks first, Adam picks second, I pick fourth in our two quarterback draft today. Half PPR, so, 10 teams. 10 teams, half PPR. Right. And so it'll be interesting to see what everyone does. Um, in the early part of it, I'd be surprised if you're staring at Rodgers and Brady, but yeah. you probably have an opportunity to take Breeze. I would be surprised if I take a quarterback in the first four or five rounds. You would be surprised if you do. Yeah. Yeah, because it's worked out for you. You won the league, what, two years ago? Uh, two years ago, yeah. Right. Who I, were your quarterbacks? Uh, Tyrod was one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who the other one was. Let's see if I can tell you. I think it may have been Bortles. Is that possible? That doesn't seem like me. I know. Uh, I know you hated him, but he was great that year. I would like to get two quarterbacks in the... 12 to 18 range. In a two-quarterback league. In a two-quarterback yeah. league. Aaron Rodgers is going number one overall. You're you have taking the first Aaron pick, I have the first pick, and I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I, uh, it's a I, must to start two quarterbacks, and there's 12 teams in the league, James? 10. 10? I think I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers. I, I might end up in a situation where I've got, like, Julio Jones and Mike Evans to start here, the draft. Here was your team in 2015. Now, I don't know if you drafted Brady or traded for Brady. Okay. But... You ended up with Stafford and Brady. Oh, you did take Brady. I remember you took Brady late. Okay. I don't know why Brady was going late that year at the time we did the draft. Because but... there was concern that he would be suspended for the deflate gate. That was a deflate gate. Okay. early. And yeah. then he ended up not getting suspended that year. But last right, year. you're right. You're 100% right. Uh, so you had Stafford and Brady with Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Fitzpatrick on your bench at quarterback. I definitely started Fitzmagic a few, few weeks. Uh, your running backs were Doug Martin, Eddie Lacy, DeMarco Murray, that was the year you loved him. <laughs> yep. Uh, and your receivers were Julio, Allen Robinson, his big season, Delaney Walker, his big season. Uh, you also had Devontae Parker, not his big season, and Martavis Bryant. So you had a really good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's different ways to skin a cat in a two-quarterback league. So Dave is going to take a quarterback number one overall. I'm going to take David Johnson number two overall. And so what's your plan then? You know, I have experienced with these two-quarterback leagues that I used to be like, quarterback, quarterback, gotta have two with at least my first three picks. But people don't really do that, I feel. Like people don't prioritize it as much as I thought they would. 
So I'll, I'm, I imagine I'll have at least one quarterback through the first three rounds. Maybe two. But I will and start I, with David I, Johnson. I was planning to take quarterback unless Johnson or Bell are there. So if you take Rodgers, he takes Johnson. Whatever Will does will determine right. Brady You're or Le'Veon. Bell or, yes. Right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I think we'll be able to actually give a little more insight tomorrow on a two-quarterback league. But obviously, this is half PPR. In full PPR, David, we're full PPR. Would you take Aaron Rodgers in, with the first pick, or would you go with someone else? I might consider. How many receivers are we starting? Two, that, two, that and a flex. To me too. So it's a ten-team, two-quarterback, two-wide receiver league. Mm-hmm. Passing touchdowns worth six. six. And what's a field goal worth? Five. I think I'm probably still going to take Rodgers. Here's the here's how I view it, Adam. Okay. And maybe this is something that you can help me out with. There are going to be 20 quarterbacks started every week. You can have an edge in this league if you've got two good ones versus everyone else. That edge is minimized in PPR, certainly in half-point PPR. It's not quite as strong. But I don't know if I'm going to feel good about my team if I'm waiting on quarterback and I'm starting Andy Dalton and Eli Manning. Those are two nice quarterbacks. No, I'd like to have a better one. If I waited and I got one of those guys, that would be fine. Yeah. I'd like to have a better one. I mean, I could have one of those two. Like, so if I had Carr and Dalton, and it'd be better. This is something I might do in this draft is I'll take Aaron Rodgers first, and then I'll wait. Yeah, And we'll then I'll find that, that great value at another for another quarterback later on. Mm-hmm. Get Phillip Rivers, Carson Palmer. Not going to get Tyrod Taylor now that Jamie and Heath moved him up. Uh, I know that they'll take him before I would take him. Okay. Cam. Maybe Cam ends up being a really good value. Oh, we'll come back to that on tomorrow's show. Again, the email address, fantasyfootball. <laughs> David's really drafting against himself because he has to pick up his litter on whatever quarterback <laughs> he wants. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, a guy like Cam could fall into the fifth round in this 10-team league. You know? He's not going to fall in the fifth round. He won't fall low, late enough for Dave to get him because Dave's the lowest on him of anybody. All right, I'm not getting Cam. <laughs> Let's play some fill-in-the-blank before we go through ADP. Oh, it's also Team Name Tuesday, so that should be fun. Fill-in-the-blank. The earliest a quarterback should be taken is blank. Round three in a standard one-quarterback format. In a 12 The very league. first pick of the fourth round. Oh, okay. Jamie? Third round. 12-team league, third round. Yep. Yeah, of, middle to the end of the third round. Out of $100, I would spend blank on Aaron Rodgers. 12. I believe I have it at 11. Out of $100? Yep. Congratulations, you will not be getting Aaron Rodgers. 13. Congratulations, I'm totally fine with that. I've got 13. That's fine. Out of $100, I would spend blank on Russell Wilson. Probably not going to get him either. Seven or eight? Eight. Four. Let's put it in perspective here, because like, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, out of a hundred dollars, they're gonna go for what, twenty five to thirty bucks? Oh no. Thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers being a third of that, basically. And that's fine. I'm not that's just I think in most leagues Rodgers will go for more than that, but that's what you guys are willing to spend. And that's why I can't wait to nominate him in my auction leagues. Alright, out of a hundred dollars I would spend blank on Matthew Stafford. One. Two. Can we go to like fractions of a dollar? Can I did like one. hold on, let me see how much I have in my pocket. You'd put a dollar on Stafford. Uh I've got I got a quarter, I've got okay. a dime, a 
two pennies. All right, 37 cents. 37 cents, Matthew Stafford. My favorite sleeper quarterback is blank. Tyrod. Tyrod. Carson. Dalton. I'm waiting for Dave. Dave, you want to jump in? Carson's my favorite. Okay. I don't, can we, can we really call, I guess you can call Eli and Rivers sleepers because they're going to go later. Mm-hmm. But I'll take Palmer over Tyrod. My favorite breakout quarterback is blank. Cousins, comma, Kirk. You can't break out as the fifth quarterback. Winston, here, comma, Jameis. There's Mariota. Yeah, Jameis. I feel Cousins like. Cousins could have a career year. Yeah, I feel like Cousins still has potential for a career year because he only threw 25 touchdowns. You think he's going to be better than five? Rank him. Five. No, it's not that. It's, it, it's total fantasy points. It's not, last year was not a good year for quarterbacks, but like he could finish lower than five and still have a better season, you know, because he, he scored 356 sure, but he wouldn't points. Be a breakout, all right. I mean, that's fine. He had 4,900 yards last year, but only 25 passing touchdowns, four rushing right. touchdowns for Cousins. Yeah. He can get 30 touchdowns this year. Yeah, not a lot. For, for the amount of passes Cousins threw, 606, only 25 touchdowns. That was that was low. Right, but the yardage is what helped him out a lot. A lot of good breakout candidates this year. And Blank will be a bust. Cam Newton. Dak. Uh, I was going to say, Dak, I'll say at current ADP, Matt Ryan. Yes. Yes, totally agree. Let me list this interesting stat for Matt Ryan. He had the 17th most pass attempts in the NFL last year, and he finished as the number two quarterback, and he had an MVP season. He was amazing. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. Like, are they, is, if he's going to throw the 17th most pass attempts in the NFL again, Matt Ryan's going to be a bust, considering he's going very early. He is the uh, fourth quarterback off the board. The name of the game with him last year, the only difference, honestly, was the touchdown production. Well, and he had 9.3 yards per attempt. He was two yards per pass attempt better than he'd ever been. That's okay, not going to happen. So why why did that happen? How did that happen? Because Julio Jones was not healthy for 16 games. You can't say, well, Julio had a career year. You saw Taylor Gabriel I'm not trying make to... a, a contribution. It wasn't great right. if you had Taylor Gabriel, but certainly it helped Matt Ryan. You had the running backs catch passes and make plays. They did a lot of good things. I am I want to be clear, I'm not trying to take anything away from Matt Ryan or say he got lucky last year. A lot of times in baseball when we talk about regression, we're saying the guys had good babbit or whatever. Matt Ryan just played his ass off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Last year. He also threw only seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. But like his touchdown percentage was two point five points higher than his career norm. And Two points higher than his career high before last year. Right. And his passing yardage uh, was more than what we just said for Kirk Cousins. He He'll had... regress. He's not going to stink. No, right. no, 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 no. No, I don't think so. Thing. I think he's still going to be very good. But if he throws the same number of pass attempts and has a 5% touchdown rate and 7.5 yards per carry, or yards per attempt, he's going to be more like the number 10 quarterback. Well, yeah. Will he throw more? He could easily throw more. I just, you know, they didn't turn him loose last year. 17th most pass attempts in the NFL. Uh, also completed 70% of his passes. So I don't know. I, I'm sure all of us are hesitant to draft somebody coming off their career year. Uh, you look at Matthew Stafford in 2011. He threw 40 or 41 touchdowns. Hasn't been even close to that since. Cam Newton had a career year. He was a bust. Russell Wilson had a career year. He was a bust. Now, injuries played a part in, in that, certainly. Offensive lines played a part in that. Ryan will have a better one than those two guys, you'd think. So what do you think? You think he gets to 4,500 yards? I think that's easy. 30 touchdowns instead of 38. It would be the, I think he can do that. Very good. 30, yes, 4,530 sounds fine. And, and I think his interceptions can go up a little bit, but I don't think they're going to go up too much. I don't think there'll be any more than 
11? Like 10 or 11? Sure. Yeah, but 4,500 and uh, it's hard to do the math here. But, yeah, that would be a good year. But would it be worth the, being the fourth quarterback overall? Would it be worth uh, where it's no. his, what's his ADP? It, uh, 54, I think. Yeah, end of round four, beginning of round five. I think he was like no, 49. No, he's moved to 49 now. Yeah, he 49. could end up having as many fantasy points as Philip Rivers had last year, which is 316. Now, Rivers had 33 touchdowns, but 21 interceptions. He didn't have 4,500 yards. I believe it was a career high. Yards. Rivers had a pretty bad year, and he finished. I believe his he had a bad year, and he still finishes a top 10 pick. I believe his six. interceptions were a career high. He also For was doing, doing it without his number one receiver. I think right. Ryan, River, Stafford, and Roethlisberger are all going to be very similar. Who's your favorite? I don't have Stafford in that group. I can't do it. It's, it's still Ryan, but it's really cool. I mean, he's not my favorite because I'm not going to draft him at his ADP. Can but I just I, say one last thing on Ryan and why he had the year that he had? The offensive line yeah. was a huge factor. They stayed healthy for 16 games. They, they, I think they're the reason why the offense really popped. But he had a really good offensive coordinator. Yes, I, I think that anymore. helped too. And that's the one thing that I'm the most curious about with Atlanta is how they transition from Shanahan to Sarkeesian. Okay, how that's going. The most difficult player to preview today will be Andrew Luck. And this, these quarterback previews, these position previews, they get listened to for a while. So obviously things are going to change. We're recording on August 8th and Luck has this shoulder issue and there are some rumblings that he might miss a little bit of time at the beginning of the season. Same with Cam. Cam, yeah. Also coming back from shoulder surgery. These guys are going to be difficult to gauge right now, but we'll do our best. You wonder if, um, Cam came back too soon and maybe the Colts have the right formula for this. And letting Luck wait until he's 100% ready. Cause Cam was about to, was expected to throw at the start of camp, if I remember correctly. And he started throwing a little bit before, and now he's got soreness in his shoulder and hasn't been able to practice with the team. There's a telltale sign for me with the Colts and Luck. They haven't signed another quarterback. Yeah. They, Very Scott Tolzien is their backup. He's taking the number one reps. Steven Morris of the U. Is their <laughs> backup right now and would be their number three. They didn't chase after Jay Cutler. They're not in the market for Colin Kaepernick. They're not, they didn't add anybody at any point between January when Luck had the surgery and August 8th. They must think he's coming back sooner than later. Okay. Well, I, you know, what I found interesting with Luck is owning Luck was, was weird last year. I had a lot of Andrew Luck. He was a, an extremely consistent player. He had very few bad weeks, very few huge weeks. And he finished as the number four, or four, four quarterback. Thank you. Behind, uh, behind Rogers, Breeze, and Ryan. He, he, you, you look at though at Andrew Luck, compare him to 2014, because he's always chasing 2014 when he was the number one quarterback in fantasy. Averaged about uh, two and a half more fantasy points per game in 2014 to 2016, but nearly identical passer rating. And actually had a higher completion percentage and a slightly better yards per attempt last year than he did in 2014. He just didn't have the touchdowns. He also didn't have as many attempts. But if you want to play the touchdown regression game, what we saw from Andrew Luck last year was in some ways even better than what we saw from him in his in his breakout year 2014. Do you think there's a chance Andrew Luck is, on a per-game basis, the number one quarterback in fantasy this year? He's the most consistent. He's been that way since 2014. Has more... 
fantasy point, 20 point or more fantasy games than any other quarterback over the last three seasons. In six point. In six Four. point. That's correct. I, I don't have the math in front of me for four point. When you say on a touchdown regression, Adam, that his touchdown rate should be higher or lower than that last year? Higher. Based on 2014. Which was his career year. Which I know you, like, you don't really like luck as much as I did. Well, no, I'm just saying that like, we've got, this is five years now, and that was the second highest touchdown rate that he's had in his career. And right. it's higher than his career average. So we have five years. I'm gonna throw out 2015, cause he played seven games, he was a mess, he was hurt. Uh, 2012 and 2013. I mean, those are the first two years of his career. Like, I, I don't know. I want to. So the only one that matters is the best year that he had. No, but I mean, this guy was the was the best quarterback prospect in since Peyton Manning when he got drafted. Like, I'm not going to sell him short at all. I, I think you know, he could be one of the best players in football, and we've only seen it once. Do you guys think it's realistic that Luck could get back to that level of play? It's possible. I would not. I, this year I, or I don't ever. Miss, this year. Yes, it's possible. I'm, I'm it, nervous about saying that it's possible it, this year. It, well, I mean, anything is possible. It's unlikely. Kevin Garnett told us. Um, I, I think the, the thing is, if you say he's 100% healthy, come week one, no setback, he's got a tremendous receiving core around him. He's got a defense that's still struggling, or at least should struggle. He throws to his running backs in the red zone, so it's like, you, you know, they still win while he still wins. He runs a little bit. Um, right. at least enough to, to certainly help your fantasy production. And so it wouldn't be a huge stretch. I mean, he's, again, he's already done it once. Mm-hmm. Where are you comfortable I, taking him? I think him? he can get you what he's, I think he can do better than what he gave you last year. But I'm not going to say, I, I think he's kind of, what do we say for Matt Ryan? 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns? Yeah. I think luck can probably, Give you around 4,400 yards, but closer to 33, 34 touchdowns with a little bit of rushing production included. He'll always go for a couple of touchdowns on the ground and he, he's willing to run. Yeah. Maybe a couple hundred rushing yards too. Who would you take, Ryan or Luck? Luck. It's Luck as of now. Right. Yep. Ask me on August 20th when, when he's three weeks away from. <laughs> I'm week sure one. I will. <laughs> well, that, that's the whole thing with Luck is, if you're drafting between now and the start of the season, you'll you'll draft luck if you can get him at a really, really good bargain. You're not going to take him in round three or round four. With luck coming off this surgery and having the injury issues in 2015, are we sure that he's going to run the ball 60 times again like he has in four out of five years? I, I Unless we hear something from him and the coaches saying, no, nah, it's just not going to happen, he's not going to do it, I would imagine that Andrew Luck will do Whatever well, he still he still ran last year. It's not like he didn't. Right, right, right. right exactly. No, he did. That's why I'm not afraid of a regression there. Right, and there are arm injuries, not concussions, not leg injuries. And the injuries for Cam and, and Luck are different. Cam, I, I believe they pointed out the play where he hurt his shoulder, which was on an interception trying to make a tackle. Luck got hurt prior to the kidney laceration, which is probably when he should have had the surgery to begin with. Mm-hmm. Came back, played last year, played through the sore shoulder. I asked T.Y. Hill at the Pro Bowl, could you tell anything different from his arm from pre-shoulder injury to post-shoulder injury? He said no. He looked the same. I mean, clearly the, the numbers say that right, the numbers, he still right. threw the ball at high level. This is the perfect year to draft him because there are so many other quarterbacks that you'll feel comfortable starting. That if you get Andrew Luck, let's call it round six. He falls to round six because everybody's scared of him. It's not far from that now. Yeah, he will. Seven maybe. Okay. 
you get them then, and then in round 10 or 11, you go after one of these other, you know, sleeper mm-hmm. quarterbacks, the Rivers, Palmer, Dak group, mm-hmm. and you're covered. Yeah, this is a good the point. perfect year to not be afraid of Andrew Luck. Yeah, and, and Palmer, I think, is a really good example if you believe in him because he's at Absolutely. Detroit and at the Colts in weeks one and two, then Dallas, then San Francisco in weeks three and four. He's got a nice, nice soft start to the schedule. Time to look at average draft position first, though. It's Team Name Tuesday. Just because it's a position preview doesn't mean it can't be Team Name Tuesday. So we've got some oldies but goodies here. Let's just get these out of the way so people don't keep using them all year. little unoriginal, but here we go. This is from Brian. I, I've i got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Like Adam Thielen. Mm. Uh-huh. Richard from L.A., his first email, Calamari Cooper. I think we've had that before, but it's very good. I, I wonder, because I know what you're trying to do here is get these out of the way so people don't keep using them, but you're also rewarding people for using old names that we've had on before, didn't so is that big, just going to encourage more people no, to send old names? didn't have a strong selection today. I, I anticipate a lot more team names going forward. Uh, from Michael, he's just going to name his team Heath Snips. Now that's a good name. That's he's looking for a logo for his team, Heath. Can you... Uh... <laughs> Get your phone I, I would later be, when I would be glad. I've got multiple pick. pictures on my phone right now. I could send him. Ew. Heath was uh, very concerned about his hair for you today, Adam. Was he? Prior to the show, he was in the bathroom primping. primping. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. You look good. Rod from Albuquerque, Macklin Oatbrand. Nice. Nice. That's a good one. I like it. A little homage to one of the all-time great cereals. Better receiver. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible choice. Did you actually try the cereal? Yes. You gave it a fair try? Yes. Alright, I can't blame you then. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, from Matt, playing Fournette Profits. That's good. That's better than Fournette About It. Oh, I like Fournette About It. That's I like Fournette About It better too. Oh, okay, alright. They're both good. Playing Fournette Profits. Foreshadowing our listeners, Dave. These Coop- are great team names. Cooper Cup's given a, having a nice camp, so how about Jeff from Baltimore? Two girlies, one cup. Wow, that's, I, I don't get it. That's that's almost. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, this is a Game of Thrones reference for Mike and Buffalo. Not Theon, Tyreek. <laughs> that's good. All right, ADP. So I think for the most part we're gonna. I don't know about that, but the first two guys we're definitely gonna think they're going too early. But but we understand. We've already established Aaron Rodgers round three, maybe beginning of round four. Tom Brady not long after. That's when we'd like to take them. And that's in 12 team leagues. Rodgers going 18th overall. Brady's going 25th overall. Let's not belabor the point. They're going a little bit too early. Heath actually has Brady ahead of Rodgers. Uh, Dave and Jamie have, Damie have Rodgers one, Brady two. Drew Brees is number three, 40th overall. What do you think about that ADP? So that would be, uh, fourth round, middle of the fourth round in a 12 team league. Drew Brees, 40th overall. Like, I don't, I don't hate it, especially no. compared to the other two. In fact, I kind of like it because it's round four. I agree with the fact of him going one round after, after the other two. And he is also a very consistent fantasy quarterback. He's finished as a top six passer each of the last 11 seasons. Yeah. But you look at last year, it was actually a really nice step back into the elite tier for Brees. Because the touchdowns had been down a little bit. They were featuring the run game a little bit more, and he was throwing 33-32 touchdowns in 2014-2015. Got back up to 37 last year, also 5,200 yards. He was incredible. Uh, do you think, and it's my job not to give an opinion, but to give a give a possibility. So I don't want people to think I that I do think this is going to happen, but I need to ask it. Do you think with the addition of Adrian Peterson, 
this team is going to change their identity a little bit and Breeze won't have as the prolific stats. No, I talked to Mark Ingram about that when I spoke to him uh, prior to training camp, that you see a change in philosophy coming because not only did they add Peterson, another offensive lineman in the drafts, uh, they lose arguably their best or second best receiver, however you want to compare Brandon Cooks to Michael Thomas. They bring in Peterson uh, along with Kamara, and Ingram's coming off his best year to date. And so he said, at this point, this is his opinion. He said, at this point, Drew has had his 5,000 yard seasons. He's been the, you know, leading passer. His Hall of Fame career is kind of set. He wants to win. And so you wonder if at some point, does it get dialed back a little bit? And I think that is somewhat a cause for concern, uh, if their defense is better and if their running game is better, but it still shouldn't make you shy away from wanting to take Breeze. And if you want a great, great, great Breeze story, uh, our colleague Pete Prisco, uh, was just in New Orleans. Um, some of the, the, the questions I was asking Ingram were for his story, but about how Breeze is transitioning into, you know, not necessarily game manager, but focusing more on winning and how he could still beat you with his mind if his arm starts to go a little bit. All right, but should he still be the 40th yes, overall Yes, he should pick? still be the third best quarterback off the board. All right. Here's there, there's, there's too much upside with him and Sean Payne. Sorry. Yeah, no, the, the really interesting thing is, like, if they change philosophy, it's probably a similar number of touches for the running backs. Because looking at it, they've given their running backs 550, 560 touches each of the last three years. It's just that they throw the ball to their running backs 150, 160 times a year. Mm-hmm. They're using those passes to the running back as an extension of the running game. Uh, you know, yes, I, and and that's something that Ingram focuses on as well. Right. And Peterson says he wants to get back to what he was doing when he had Favre, which was the best you know part of his career in terms of catching the ball. Yeah, which we, is one we, of the reasons Drew Brees always has such a high completion percentage. Sorry, we think about the the Saints as having a great offense year after year after year, and that's mostly true. But last year was like five points better than what we had seen in the previous three years. Like last year, they were awesome. And that helped Breeze go 5,200 yards and 37 touchdowns. Uh, final thing on Breeze. Left tackle Teron Armstead is hurt. Center Max Unger, as of August 8th, he's not practicing. Should we be considering that? As of now, yes. But Unger is expected to be fine. I think he'll get the ball out quick enough. Um, not concerned yet. I think you asked if Andrew Luck could be the number one quarterback again this year. It's more likely that Breeze is. Everyone agree with that? Disagree? More likely yeah. to be number one? I mean, if you had to, uh, you know, put odds on it, you would give Breeze better odds. Okay. So Breeze goes 40th overall as the third quarterback off the board. Matt Ryan, end of round four, beginning of round five, 49th off, off the board overall. He is the number four quarterback. So what's better ADP here? Matt Ryan, 49th, or Russell Wilson, not, not long after that, right? Let me just, Double check. Russell Wilson going 59th over. All right, 10 picks later. Russell Wilson is actually the fifth quarterback off the board now ahead of Andrew Luck. So would you rather have Ryan 49th or Russell Wilson 59th? If I had to pick between those two, it would be Wilson. I yeah. mean, and anytime you're going to get lower, it's going to get better. When, uh, when there's not much disparity with both guys, if both guys have great seasons. But that's what I'm saying. Do you think there's a big difference between Ryan and Wilson? I'd rather have Wilson at the same pick. You wasn't ahead. I think I think as we saw last year, I don't think Wilson can get to the heights that Ryan can get, but Ryan mm-hmm. should have a little bit of regression. Hopefully Wilson's better. If the Seahawks have their way, though, they don't want to have Russell Wilson doing as much as he probably will have to do. Russell Wilson played 
almost all of last year on a bad ankle, and he finished as the number 14 quarterback in fantasy. His finishes the previous three seasons in six point per passing touchdown leagues, and he better every year in four point, obviously. His finishes previous three seasons, number eight, number five, number three overall. So it's very clear that the ankle hindered him. It was a knee injury, too. In the knee. Okay. Yep. He had a rough year for sure. It's just a matter though of with him as we've seen, if if he's not running as much, that's not going to help his ceiling. Andrew Luck is the next quarterback off the board. He is going at the beginning of round six, sixty second overall. How's that sound to you right now? Right now for Luck, sixty second overall, quarterback six. It's worth the risk there. Mm-hmm. There or anywhere later. And then we get to a really interesting group. All right, we're getting to 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I think we can lump – I mean, maybe you can go even deeper than that. But from pick 73 all the way down to pick 91, not that much separation for these six quarterbacks. These six quarterbacks are Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston and Ben Roethlisberger. I think I screwed up. I think it's actually seven quarterbacks. So again, they're Carr, Mariota, Cam Newton, Cousins, Prescott, Winston, Roethlisberger. Seven quarterbacks going within 20 picks, basically. Who's your favorite in that group? Carr, Mariota, Cam, Cousins, Prescott, Winston, Big Ben. For me, it's Cousins. I think the upside of that offense, I think they've got improved receiving threats. I don't know how good that run game is going to be. There's talk that that defense is going to be better than expected. I'm kind of hoping that it's not because I, I want a lot of high-scoring games with Washington. Do you I, think that the run game is going to be worse than it was a year ago? I think it'll be what it was. I don't think it'll, I think be, it'll be better. better. I don't think it'll be that much better. Well, I mean, you have 16 games of Kelly, which he was better than Matt Jones when they started the season. Okay. And Samaj P. Ron might be the best of the group that we'll see. If he gets an opportunity, he's certainly sure. better than Matt Jones. I still, I think with Gruden taking over, former quarterback calling plays, full trust in Kirk Cousins, I think this team lets Kirk rip it. And I think that's part of the impetus for why I like him. Or, just times. to play devil's advocate, do they not so they don't have to pay him? Well, they would have done that already. <laughs> Wouldn't they have done that last year when he attempted 606 passes? Well, no, they had a little bit more control over his future last year. They could technically franchise him again after this year. If he leads them to a Super Bowl, they, they franchise might. him or just transition tag him. They could do either one. Yeah. I don't think either option is off the table. I will choose Marcus Mariota. We've talked a lot about him maybe making a leap. We just need him to throw like 490 passes. Don't even need don't even make a leap. What just did they, he do they, last year? How many passes? 451 in 15 games. Rushing played a role in his overall Rushing did play a role, and I don't know, but he ran the ball four less times than Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. So it's just how good he was at it, not necessarily how many times he did it. I He is, if he ever got the number of pass attempts that these guys that we're talking about throwing the ball 550 times do, it would be incredible what he oh, do. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem, though, is right. he's stuck in the malarkey offense. So Mariota was 13th last year. If he had scored 15 points in Week 17, which he missed, he would have been the number seven quarterback in fantasy. That's 15 is not a lot in a six-point per passing touchdown league, and he's you know he might be better in a four-point per passing touchdown league. He had two rushing touchdowns, but 349 rush attempts. I just want to say one thing about Mariota: 
he had a really easy schedule last year. I mean, he had eight straight games of 20 or more fantasy points, 25 or more six times in those eight games, and he just beat up on terrible opponent after terrible opponent. Against tough opponents, he struggled. I mean, 19 fantasy points against Minnesota is actually not bad. That was week one. Eight fantasy points at Houston, six fantasy points against Denver, five fantasy points at Kansas City in the cold, and then two games against Jacksonville. I don't know if we want to put them in that class. One good game, 23 fantasy points, one game with nine points, and he got hurt. So I don't, I like, that's the, that's a little concerning to me is that Mariota just really took advantage of a cupcake schedule last year. And his schedule is not got, bad this year. It's, it's, it's tough early, but it's not bad after that. It, I've got it. I think it's easier for the run game than it is the pass game. You know, I go through the exercise of breaking down each game and determining the strength and weakness of each opponent that these guys have. I've got them with the 21st, uh, ranked 21st, uh, in pass schedule. So it's not easy. Whereas they have the ninth best run schedule. All right. Interesting. Now, if Mar- Mariota is Heath's favorite in this group of seven, which again, I know you're not looking at a list, so I'll remind you. Is uh, Derek Carr, Mariota, Cam Newton, Cousins, Prescott, Winston, and Big Ben. Dave said Cousins is his favorite. Jamie, who's your favorite in this seven? Uh, Winston. Winston. Okay. Do you guys like this group in terms of ADP? You know, round seven, eight, nine, getting these guys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Why am I the one who likes Derek Carr the most? <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're not the one. He's the highest in ADP, apparently. No, the one on this podcast, I mean. Well, he was very consistent last year. As as much as we... Not against his division. uh, Not against his division, but in every other game, it seems like he was on fire. He played in, what, 15 games when it was all said and done? Mm -hmm. And he had nine games with 20-plus fantasy points. 60% of the time, he was was good for fantasy. Top 10. Among quarterbacks, it's not where Matt Ryan or Andrew Luck or uh, Brady was last year, but it was up there. And he started off really hot. Four of his first five games were great. Yeah, maybe I do he agree that the division is a is a deterrent. And his schedule is going to get a lot harder this year too, right? Not well. The beginning yes, is very right. easy for him. Yeah, I've got a they they have a tough schedule because he destroyed the NFC South last year. Right, they're they're twenty eighth. I've got him ranked twenty eighth. All right, I, I think past. I think you talked me out of it. Plus, he only had. 33,937 yards in 15 games. It's not very good. Six interceptions. When I see six interceptions for him, when I see, I think, four interceptions for Dak, like we've seen that in the past. We saw it with Kaepernick. We saw it with Nick Foles. Unless you're a truly elite quarterback, it is hard to have that low of an interception rate. So, you know, I don't expect that to happen again. All right, fine. I'm off the uh, Derek Carr bandwagon. He probably should not be first in that group in ADP. Not to say he's bad. Not to say he's bad. Um, your least favorite in that group is it Cam Newton? Yes. No. Who is no. it? No, it would be uh, it would be Dak. All right, yeah, we should probably talk a little oh, bit Dak more about that. Oh, Dak is in that group. Yeah. In that case, it's Cam. <laughs> Jamie, who's your least favorite in that group? Uh-oh. Uh, Cam and Dak. Cam and Dak. So, what do you guys have against Dak Prescott as a rookie? He was the number seven quarterback in fantasy. He plays on an offense that, you know. Produce the number seven, number eight quarterback when Tony Romo was there. Um, he, he was good. What do you have against Dak Prescott? Well, you, you kind of just laid it out with the interceptions. I mean, that's going to change. And they did nothing to help his receiving core. And his schedule sucked. Well, I don't know that his schedule is that bad. It's brutal early. 
Giants, Broncos, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, bye. After that, I think it's pretty solid. Pretty good for him. But, um. Also for me, it's the same situation as Jameis had after his rookie year when he had five or six rushing touchdowns on like 50 attempts. Dak had six last year on 57 attempts. Okay. I, I would expect somewhere more like three. You take away 18 fantasy points from him. I don't know that his pass volume goes up that much. I don't know why it would. Why is the public too high on Cam Newton? Because they remember the good old days of Cam rushing for 10 touchdowns and 500 yards. On top of good for him passing numbers, you know, MVP year notwithstanding, that was an amazing season. His rookie year threw for 4,000 yards. They see the highlights. They know that he's a game breaker. And they've pro- a lot of people have won a lot of fantasy games with Cam Newton, especially in 2015. But, I mean, why are you lower on him? Is I guess I should have phrased that better. What, because what, what is it? the Panthers are trying to extend his career, wisely so, I might add, by asking him to not run as much. They are changing their offense around to make it easier for Cam to operate. They're trying to play to um, the strengths that he has as a passer. They're not asking him to throw into tight windows 15 yards down the field on timing routes. They're asking him to throw a lot of dink and dunk passes with play action and bootleg bombs mixed in. Mm-hmm. And I think sound like a bad thing that. to me. Hmm? That those all things sound like positives to me. It's the rushing. It's the well, rushing. The, all those passing things are great, but is it enough? Will he have enough numbers through the air to make up for the lack of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns he's inevitably going to have? The rushing is what kills it for me. Yeah, and you get a point thing. for every ten rush yards, right? Yeah, it's a point for every yeah, twenty-five he went, he passing. Went, was, was he three hundred fifty last year? Yeah, it's terrible. But well, that it might was be where he ends up. This it year. was directly tied to the concussion because weeks one through four, he was rushing for thirty-seven yards per game, which is pretty close to what Cam Newton did in two thousand fifteen. He missed the fifth game of the season. He comes back. He rushed for thirty or more yards only four times in his final eleven games. He rushed for less than ten yards five times. So he did make a conscious effort to stop running the ball. Heath, you're, you have Cam Newton seventh. The guys have him. I basically they, agree they, with the public. If we get another week or two down the line and he's not playing in week three of the preseason, that will plummet. Cause like I said, there's not much difference between seven and 16 in my rankings. I, the one thing Cam has that I more than a lot of the guys I have behind him is the ability to finish as a top three fantasy quarterback. Even if his rushing stays the same? As well, no, you're, if his rushing stays the same, of course. If his rushing goes down, you, well, no. you, you still think though, if he's 350 and five, he's going to finish as a top three guy? I think it's possible, yes. Oof, not with that. Christian McCaffrey is going to have to be not just the rookie. The I mean, does he throw 3,800 yards and 35 touchdowns again? That's I mean, like, but that's outlier. what he's going to have to do. Right. But he's done it. I'm saying he has the, I'm not saying he will. I'm not ranking him in the top three. I'm saying, of the guys behind him, I feel like he has the most potential. We've seen him do it just one year ago. Well, right. I think Roethlisberger but might. It's the only time he's done it. Roethlisberger, if he stays healthy, last two years he's been, if he had played 16 games, Roethlisberger would have been 6th in 2015 and 5th in 2016. Like, there's no doubting Big Ben's talent. I know he's got the weird home road splits, but he's got Martavis Bryant this year. You obviously have to bake in the, uh, the injury risk. But, like, Roethlisberger could have a huge, he's another, Roethlisberger could be a top five quarterback easily, right? He could be, yes. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot to like about Big Ben. Uh, we move down a little bit farther in the rankings. After Ben, it is Philip Rivers, who is the 14th quarterback off the board. 
<clears throat> he is followed by Matthew Stafford. Heath is highest on Stafford. Now, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. We're talking round 10 and later. Rivers, Stafford, they're basically back-to-back picks, quarterbacks 14 and 15. And then Eli Manning, Tyrod Taylor, Andy Dalton. Uh, Rivers, Stafford, Eli, Taylor, Dalton, Carson Wentz, 19, Carson Palmer, 20. What do you guys think? I would drop Eli and Wentz both behind Palmer. Wentz for sure. I mean, Eli's in that same group. Eli could finish somewhere between 7 and 16 also. Mm-hmm. Are, are these guys you settle on, or, or are you excited oh, to draft Oh, of course these are guys you settle for. Well, Nobody's but, going into their draft saying, I have to have Eli Manning or Carson Palmer. Well, or, Heath likes Stafford. You both like Taylor. Dave, I don't know how you feel about this group. Rivers is in there. But no, even though we like them, that doesn't mean anybody's saying, I have to have them. That's what I was asking. I mean, I know you like Taylor. Do you feel like you have to have him because he's this year's breakout? I feel like I like to have him because I like to wait. I don't feel like if I, if in an ideal situation you gave me the option of, you know, uh, Rodgers in round six or Taylor in round 12, I'll take Rodgers in round six. Okay. Uh, would you take Rodgers in round three or Taylor in round 12? Then I would take Taylor in round 12. Just, that's just the way I draft. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I'd rather Taylor. take. It's gotta be a steal. I, I always, and I don't have a problem, especially in these, you know, 16, uh, round drafts taking two of these guys still. It's just. Sure. It's it's easy. Like the last two drafts I've done, granted there are four points for passing touchdowns. I've taken the same two quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor and Phillip Rivers. It has me covered for a guy that has upside in this format beyond belief in Taylor if he continues to run with the addition of the weapons that they have, and and Rivers is my safety net. Well, Dave, who would you rather have, Rodgers in round three or, or Taylor in round twelve? I think I'd rather have Taylor in twelve. Uh, you know, this is going to sound nitpicky. Call me a dweeb. Where in round three? Middle. Do I have a pick again coming soon in round four, or do I have to wait a long time? 30th right. overall, right in the middle. Yeah, I might take Rodgers then. Might rather have Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the argument I was making is that I probably would take Rodgers. I guess I'm going to be you the Rodgers You feel like guy. you know what you're getting, right? I know. Of course I know what I'm getting. He's He's the best player in football, arguably. You know, and and like I say, I say this sometimes. I feel like as the season unfolds and we do grade the trade, we are willing to give up more to get Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Drew Brees at the end of the year than what we were willing to pay for him on draft day. You know, if somebody had said late in the year, "I'm giving up Doug Baldwin to get Aaron Rodgers," we probably would have been okay with that. Whereas everybody here is taking Baldwin ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I just I feel like by the end of the year, we realize just how valuable those elite quarterbacks are. They go out and they just win you games. I mean, more so than than any position player that's being drafted. Any position player, was this baseball? Any receiver uh, being drafted in like round three, you know, like I don't think, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey is nearly as likely to go out and just win you a week straight up as Aaron Rodgers is. You know what I mean? So No, but you need multiple receivers in your starting lineup every week. It, it is simply a matter of supply and demand. And yeah. the supply of the supply of elite quarterbacks is low. The supply of very good quarterbacks is very high, as illustrated with the whole they could rank anywhere from seven to sixteen talk. And when you've got that much supply, I I, I don't think you should be forced into or feel pressured rather into taking a quarterback 
super early, round one, round two. Maybe for some people, round three is just too soon. That's there, fine, there, yeah. there is a luxury there where you can get that quarterback later on, and it's a tremendous value for your team. You're going to get Russell Wilson in round seven or, or even Tyrod Taylor in round 12. He's not going to produce like Aaron Rodgers every week, but you've got 11 other picks before that with guys who can help your team out and, and, and make your team competitive mm-hmm. while still having a very good quarterback. Yep. Totally. Like um, that's, that's the drop off that we're talking about. I get, I get the argument for sure. And even though I am the high guy on Rodgers, I don't take him nearly as early as the average draft position says. So I, I get it. I get it and I understand the appeal of waiting for quarterback. There are up to 20 guys that could really help you this year. I mean, you look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz played six games with Lane Johnson and those, in those six games he had four 20 point fantasy games, his only four of the year. His only four of the year with more than 18 fantasy points. So he was really good with Lane Johnson. He threw a ton of passes last year and somehow only threw like 17 touchdowns or something, but, um, you know, that you, you could like Carson Wentz as a sleeper. Like we said with Eli Manning, could easily bounce back. Eli Manning has much better weapons this year, and he's got two young offensive tackles that could theoretically get better and take that offense to a new to a new height. Phillip Rivers has better weapons this year. It's it's really exciting late. But after that, guys, when we look at guys that you would never want to touch in a one quarterback league, Flacco, Cutler, Bortles, Bradford, Alex Smith, Jared Goff. Do you see anyone there with potential to have a really nice season and surprise us, at least be, you know, a, a great player in a two-quarterback league? Flacco just by volume. Yeah, they throw. It yeah, down. and like if you, I think it depends on what you need to. In a four-point per pass touchdown league, if I just need some reliability, Alex Smith's going to give you that. He's not exciting. He's not going to have a great year, but. He'll give you some stability. Bortles has the upside if he gets rid of the football. Yeah. How sh- how convinced are you guys that Mike Lennon will be the starter for the Chicago Bears for a large chunk of the year? For as long as they're at least within striking distance of sure, he'll be being ten. on a playoff race graphic on TV. Ten, ten plus games. Yes. I think he – I've, I've, I've got him 24th among my quarterbacks. I like – I like Cutler better, Flacco better, Sam Bradford better. But I, I'm at the point where I think I'm taking him ahead of Blake Bortles and Alex Smith. You know, for all the positive talk about how far ahead Deshaun Watson is of any rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of positive buzz about Tom Savage. Yep. And DeAndre Hopkins loves him. Yeah, Cutler could probably put up Tannehill-like numbers. Yeah. Until he's benched. Until he's benched. And then you'll pick up Matt Moore, <laughs> who actually did pretty well last year. All right, that's our quarterbacks preview. We'll do some leftovers tomorrow, and then on Thursday we'll do the tight ends and probably going to try to get running backs part one on Friday. That way we can be done with all the position previews by the end of next week. Remember, we're doing a morning show tomorrow and on Friday, and then starting next week, every day except for Mondays, we will be in the morning. Once the season starts, Monday will be morning as well. Actually, we're doing Sunday night show this year, so that's pretty cool. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. For Dave, for Heath, for Jamie, I'm Adam. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Yeah.